0: Welcome back to the Big Mark Podcast. It's me, your host, Big Mark. Welcome if it's your first time listening. Uh, if not, welcome back. Like I always say, you know, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, you know, wherever you're listening to it. Hit the bell on YouTube there if you're watching. Um, make sure you know when all of our new, uh, new videos drop. Rate the podcast if you like, you know what I mean? You know, um, a few people have gone out there and done it so far and it's awesome and it, it gets us uh, more views out there. But if you ever wanted to uh, support the podcast in any way, you can always check us out on the Patreon at patreon.com slash the big mark pod. And yeah, you know, it. It's, uh, it's another Tuesday night and I'm wide awake because someone just tried to break into my truck. Uh, classic Hamilton living, I guess, everybody. Shout out Hamilton police. You guys were gemstones tonight. Um, I guess uh, driving... So I live I live downtown in Hamilton and um, I basically park my truck on one of the busiest streets in town. Not right on the street, but like in a lot right off the right off the main drag. And um, I guess, you know, the police were just kind of out doing doing their their routine routine patrol and and saw a guy kind of like loitering around the little lot that I park in. Went and checked out. He had a bunch of stuff on him. They come knock on my door. I was literally like, about to start start recording tonight, and uh, all of a sudden, boom! You know, banging doorbell ringing. I'm like, oh shit! Like, what's going on? Um, you know, I had a friend of mine who had some some mental health issues. You know, I was I was worried. You know, um, does he need some help? Like, what's what's going on? obviously. And, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a police officer. He's like, you're not Mark. Are you? And I was like, Oh, so they take me around and, um, they're like, yeah, we caught a guy breaking into your truck. And I'm like, Oh man. So for all intents, I believe that they caught the guy because he wasn't around, but they're telling me like how old he was. And he was like an older guy. And, you know, anyway, I believe the, the the officers were being so candid and, and the sergeant was being so candid because um, uh, the the brewery I work for, Sean and Ed Brewing Company in Dundas, shout out Sean and Ed's. Um, actually, uh, one of our, one of the silent partners is also a, a police officer and um, they knew right away and they actually reached out to him and, and, said, and he goes, Hey, Big Mark, what did you do? So, uh, obviously, they had my, they were on my side. And like I said, maybe a little bit more candid than usual, but spot on, you know, taking care of business, making sure they took my statement, did all that stuff. The guy took a bunch of stuff from my car, which is, which sucks. Like, tried to take my stereo, um, <clears throat> uh, a bunch of stuff like from work, uh, like work related things obviously as a working at a brewery kind of have like beer related things and um, so he was just kind of it was full-on literal smash and grab broke my black broke one of the windows in my truck to get in smash glass everywhere had to put a fucking cardboard we will see what happens I mean I gotta go get it fixed I'm assuming because they caught the guy they made a full report and all that. I I, I guess that's covered by insurance because it's like not my fault. But uh, it's so ironic, right? Like you know, I was kind of thinking about getting a new car, and uh, you know, was was literally looking. You know, been in the in the running running for it for a, for a few weeks now. And I guess you could look at it like maybe if I had the new car now, buddy would be breaking into the new car, but. <clears throat> Um, at the same time, it probably also would have had like better alarm systems and stuff. So maybe you wouldn't have even gone for it, but I got an older truck anyway. So what can you do? Right. So luckily I got everything back. I'm pretty sure. I think, I think there might've been two cats involved. Um, because, yeah, I wasn't really missing anything of, of, of value, but I had a, a, a couple samples in, in the truck. Uh, and I think they took some of those. So, anyway, super bummer the way she goes, I guess, living in the city. Big city, that's living in the big city. Big city living. And, uh, yeah, so, like I said, I'm fucking wired. But, anyway, um... It's funny how th- how that shit kind of gets your adrenaline going a little bit. I mean, like I didn't do anything wrong, but just even talking to talking to cops sometimes, you know, you don't want to say anything wrong and they ask they ask questions in a certain sometimes like, you know, the guy wasn't being a dick or anything, but sometimes, you know, police officers ask very specific exact questions obviously because they're trying to get exact statements. And that, you know, sometimes, you know, Rattles the cage a little bit. But again, you know, it's not like I'm sweating out there freaking out. The guys were, were, were beauty guys. Chat with them for a little bit and, um, you know, got, got the stuff that was taken back. So get a new window out of it, hopefully, and not have to pay any money. But if I do, whatever. I got to sell that truck anyway and hopefully get something new. So, um, I guess I won't be leaving anything in there again, but I guess he was going for my stereo, and the thing was a piece of shit old stereo too, like I was so surprised someone was even going for that, the guy's old school I guess, it's an older guy it sounded like, which is, you know, sad I guess in itself, and you know, you worry about, you know, you worry about people having to go to these lengths, and you know, how long has this guy been doing stuff like this and, and, you know, breaking into cars? And, ah, it's really tough. Uh, but again, you know, uh, drug induced potentially, you know, something around drugs, whether it's, you know, whether he was high and it impaired his judgment or he needed to get his fix and, you know, pushed, pushed to do desperate, desperate things. It's, uh, it's kind of trouble, but, what can you do my plan today was kind of to talk about how sober october was going um but uh but again you know kind of got derailed to start with so it's pretty late it's pretty late here in hamilton right now to uh, to all of our international listeners out there um you know it's it but again it kind of jacks up your adrenaline you know i always remember back in university uh a few of my buddies were um, coming back from the bar, and you know I lived. So there was a, a neighborhood. and Forgive me if I told this story before, but this just always remember. This always reminds me of that when I have to deal with police officers. But the neighborhood where a lot of my 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 teammates played, a lot of the guys on the football team played. Um, was called was called Walmer Grove, the Grove, Shadow the Grove, Shadow Grove Boys. Um and I'd say eighty percent to ninety percent of our starting defense was there, and like a good chunk of the overall defense was there. My buddy B Rye lived there and I think he was really the only offensive representative that I can remember. May eventually, because May, May, uh, shout out Alex May. He moved over to, uh, to offense eventually. So I guess he counted. But most of these guys were were defensive guys. I guess not not that there's anything to do with it. But they all, a bunch of guys. Like I'm talking like, I guess twenty five, like twenty five guys essentially were living in this small area in on this one cul de sac in London. And they called it the Grove, and you know, many parties ensued. It was really funny. Each house, there was probably five houses, and each house was kind of an open door policy. And you never, honestly, not living there, I never really truly knew who lived where because everyone was just kind of like nebulous, moving through, and you know, what your what what uh, what's yours is ours kind of thing mentality. And it was it was really cool. Um, but I lived in a neighborhood like just adjacent, so there's kind of like a little park. Separating us, which was great because could, I could just walk over there and hang out with the boys and then walk home. No problem um, And then like my place was in between their house and, and campus too. So guys would always stop off at my place to hang out Um, But my address was 420 Coombs in London. So obviously a really easy number to remember So like I said a few of my buddies that will remain nameless, but if you're listening, you know who you are um. Yeah. Anyway, um. Uh, I guess they're coming back from the bar and they didn't want to pay the cab, didn't have the money, whatever. And they're like, "How we're we gonna ditch the cab?" So they told the cab driver my address. So th- drops them off of my address, and this is like early second year. So like we just moved into our house. We kind of you know. Loosey goosey, kind of same thing. Doors open, guys are home. We're just hanging out, no big deal. But a couple of my guys were from like rural Ontario, so they didn't give a shit. Like everyone was just kind of hanging out. Nice neighborhood, not really sketchy. Much to our chagrin, later chagrin. But, um, so doors open. So literally the boys just walk right through. And, um, at this point, I'm sleeping, so. I want to say it's early November late October early November probably at this point so you know no smoking weed no nothing talk about sober October I mean drinking from time to time but you know just you can't do anything really because you're gonna get tested so you know and it's like I think it was like a Wednesday Tuesday or Wednesday night so we had practice that evening and we had another practice the next night so I'm just chilling just just literally sleeping in bed. And one of my roommates I lived with four other guys, one of my roommates had gone out that night, you know, whatever, doing his thing. And I had heard him heard him kind of like stumble in that night, come home and he could like kind of come through the back door and just go right downstairs too. So he wasn't really noisy, but I heard some more kind of kind of uh commotion um kind of around uh, around midnight too. But again, I just talked to my buddy. I was like thinking, oh, maybe he's got a friend over. Maybe they're just chilling, making a little bit of noise, whatever. They're doing their thing. So I continue sleeping. Then I hear like banging, full on banging on the door. Like not like knocking, like full like. And I'm thinking, what are these fucking idiots doing? Did they lock each other out? Or are they just fucking around? Again, like I said, I lived with four other guys. So I'm thinking, ah, someone else is going to probably deal with this. <laughs> So I'm still chilling, I'm still sleeping. Next thing you know, my fucking door, wa- door bursts open. And there's a ple- London police officer standing there with his with his flashlight, flashing it on me, going, London police, get, get in the fucking living room. And I'm going, for what? Like, instantly. And he's like, yo, the cabbie, 1025. And I'm walking down the hallway. And I'm like, I'll grab the money right now. And he goes, too late. I'm like, fuck, alright, too late for what? Anyway. So they they managed to round up all the guys in the house. My one buddy's in the basement literally just did a bong token in his room and the fucking door opens, cop. Uh, my other buddy's sleeping in the fucking nude and they literally watched him get fuck get changed. It was crazy and they're searching, they're they're looking all over the house and it's like what the fuck is going on? So they subsequently bring us all out onto the front porch. And we're sitting there on the front, or standing there on the front porch. All in our, all of us are in our underwear, mind you, talking to this fucking cab driver. And it's like November. Um, and the and the cop is like flashing his light in each one of our faces, going, "Is it this guy? Is it this guy?" Cab, okay, no, 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 no. Obviously, goes through all of us. It's none of us. I will admit, one all all of us were kind of thinking it was our one buddy who had just gone out because we knew he was out. But again, like he was. He wouldn't have, he would have fessed up to it, and I mean, I'm sorry, brother, if you're listening, you know who you are, we didn't mean anything by it, it was just, we were fucking shook, we were totally taken aback, these fucking cops are in our, in, our, in our grill, so, we're standing out there, after the, after the cops go through all of us, we're like... Just literally standing there still. The cops are kind of looking at each other going like, what do we do? And I ha- I had to be like, hey, guys, like, can you let us back in? We're fucking cold. It's cold as fuck. So they're like, okay, come sit down. We're going to take all your info. And we're like, okay, whatever. They start taking all of our license shits. And they're like, we're going to look at the video. If any of you guys are on it, whatever, whatever. And, you know, my one buddy who went out that night who's still kind of fucking baked and drunk it was like, kind of not lippy, and you know, he, he, he knew how to speak to, to police officers, I'll give him that, but um, it was just like, kind not like building tension, but it was just like, clearly the situation was fucked, and the cops had fucked up, almost, but we were just so, like mid- literally, I think it was like around like two, two or three in the morning, like middle of the fucking night, literally, and there's three, by the way, there's three cruisers, five officers in the house right now, one for each of us, so they're like if we see you guys on the video you guys are going down and we're like whatever look at that fucking video you ain't gonna see any of us and um as we're kind of getting all of our licenses back our we're sitting in the living room my kitchen opened up off the living room there's a doorway right there and one of the police officers kind of leaning up against the leaning up against the fucking the doorway and uh He's leaning there. He's kind of looking all of a sudden. He just goes. Fucking rips a huge fart. In our motherfucking kitchen. And kind of like smirks at his buddies. And is like. Like that was fucking cool right. And like. It was just kind of one more thing. Fucking the cherry on top. Of this crazy shit Sunday That we had no idea what was happening. And I just remember after that. My fucking. Adrenal glands were just firing. And there was like no chance, I was going to sleep, I eventually fell back asleep, but it wasn't a fucking good sleep, and I go back to practice the next day, I'm telling the same story to the whole team, and my one buddy's there, and in fact, one of my roommates, who who had grown up in the same town as my one roommate, um, same high school, they knew each other, he had this fucking look on his face, after all this went down, and he knew something was up, and I asked him, I'm like, you know something was up, he's like, I think I know who did this. I don't want to say who. And I'm like, fuck, okay. I think he eventually told me or whatever, but he just was not sure, obviously, but he's like, I have have a fucking sneaking suspicion. So anyway, I'm telling this story to the whole team, going on, going, you know, uh, literally telling this exact same story that I just told everybody. And... The one guy that my roommate suspected was a little overly vocal when he was... He was like, no, no way, oh my God, I can't believe that was happening. And, it, you know, got me stroking my chin, my buddy b rai shut up b rai he fucking mentioned something and he's like, yo, I, you know, this guy was acting weird, man. Like, again, I don't want to mention his name, but this guy was acting weird and it was like, all right, all right. Anyway, so... We finished getting our fucking gear on. We're, we're running in practice. And uh, my one buddy, who I suspect did it, I'm I'm running by him in, in, in practice on the field. And I just go, I know you did it. As we run by, and he just goes, oh, I'm sorry, man. And totally confessed. And it was like, fuck, man. Uh, there's a part two to that story. I don't know if I want to go into it. Ah, fuck it. I'll go into it. So again, that fucking adrenal glands are firing, you know, obviously I forgive my buddy, he's my brother, he fucking, whatever shit happens, um, but, later, yeah, later that, so the second year, in between second and third year, I was the only guy in the, in the house, um, uh, the, um, my like I said, I had I lived with four other guys. My other roommates, not all of them were were football players. Not all of them were. At, uh, only one of them, other ones were was an athlete. He was a f- lacrosse player. And uh, so in the summer, I was the only guy who stayed in the house because I would stay to work out with the team. <clears throat> so literally, I had the whole house to myself. And uh, my other guy, my other roommates, like would just move out, move all their shit out for the summer, bring it back home, use it, and then bring it back to school. So literally their rooms were fucking empty, they had a mattress and a fucking empty desk, most of them, so um, some of my buddies even locked their doors, because they're like, fuck it, there's no reason even, like, I was like, just lock them, I don't even want to feel obligated to clean it, I don't even want to feel obligated to do anything, so just lock it, then you know, safe and sound, whatever, not like I was gonna fuck with their empty mattress, but you know what I'm saying, so <clears throat> they're all gone. I'm there by myself. I go up to Huntsville. Shut up, my Huntsville Huntsvillians, including Scott Barker again. Thank you for the sign, brother. Always at Haven engraved. Everyone, check it, check them out for all your laser engraving needs. Um, I go up to Huntsville for for um, Canada Day. You know, Canada Day obviously a big holiday. Probably a big holiday for anyone, but obviously a lot of university students and and them. Or going to parties, or going to some type of event. <clears throat> so, I reckon that there was a, a a homeless gentleman or nefarious character, at least, kind of scoping out the neighborhood and seeing who who lived where. I I believe in that this happened in the same year. This same guy fucking stole our cans from our garage, so the guy knew that we lived there. And I think her, I think as soon as I left, or. At least right after or went or, or at least after I left before I had come back, I think I was gone for three days and I think I came back on the Monday again, uh, you know, Canada day long weekend and my pops my pops picked me up and and drove me back and uh, we get to the house and I go through the back door and i put my key i put my key in the lock and when i turn it it's like it feels like it wasn't locked you know there's sometimes that kind of resistance there wasn't any resistance i'm like fuck not a good feeling as soon as i get in there these there's these two change jars that i think one of them was my buddy's that he used for change and i think one of them was mine or another one at least and they were empty sitting on the ta- on the top of the stairs and i was like oh jesus just a sinking feeling sets in, right? I don't know if anyone else out, out there has been robbed, especially your house. But you know, I walk down the hallway and I just hear like like this buzz and I'm like, "Oh shit, what the fuck is that?" It's my speakers unplugged from my laptop cuz this guy stole my laptop. Now that might not that's fucking bad in itself. I had homeowners or renters insurance, so thank goodness, that was covered. But fuck the guy took my high school gym bag, my St. Mary's high school gym bag with my number on and everything that I took down to Florida and played all these games with and had had with me. He fucking took that just to just to have my laptop in it, so he wouldn't look like a fucking hobo walking around with a with a bloody laptop. So uh, I'll never get over that. It's a fucking kick in the pants. What can you do? It's probably in a motherfucking dumpster somewhere in London, but um, anyway. Uh, so the guy robs my house and I'm, you know, you feel like shit when someone robs your house and you know, your, your privacy is violated, you know, it's your sanctuary that you want to feel safe in now no longer feels safe because the guy basically just popped the screen off the window, opened the window and came in. I mean, I didn't fucking lock the windows well enough, so it's partially my fault too, but fuck. He kicked the doors in that were locked. Like he must've been pissed that these other rooms were empty, but fuck him. And fuck everything he's all about. That motherless fuck. But... um, Anyway. So... The next fucking couple nights, man. I'm literally sleeping with one eye open. On one ass cheek. I'm ready to fucking pounce. On somebody or something that comes through that door. Is fucked. Is all that's What is up. I'm firing up. I'm fired on all cylinders. I'm wanting this guy to fucking come back, basically. So, it's like... Within a week, I want to say later, not much later from the from the literal event. Um, I'm sleeping right. And my shit's locked down. The fucking doors are locked down hard. Like, again, I'm ready for war. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, I hear fucking banging again at the door. And I'm like, here we go. This guy's trying to bust through the door again. It's on like motherfucking Donkey Kong. And I come and I just bust out. I'm in my, in my, just in my underwear again pull screaming down the hall, fuck you, like, get the fuck out of my house, or something, who the fuck, I don't even know what I was saying, but I was just screaming, nonsense, probably, and I rip open the door, I'm fucking, like, standing there, heaving, heavy breathing, and it's two female police officers going, hey, like, did you, you, you know, the cabbie needs money, and I'm like, fuck, not again, I just open the fucking door, I'm like, get in here, and look, come in, because I knew they were gonna wanna look around. I was like, come in right now. I'm literally the only one here. What the fuck is it? And they're like, oh, these guys like ran through whatever. And they gave me a description of my one buddy. Literally, they described my one buddy. So I was like, fuck. I know who it was. So my buddies had a family portrait. Our, Our household went to Sears and like the five of us got like, you know, like family portrait, like, you know, like all sitting there like nice. And, um, uh, I literally was like, look at that picture. Does any of those, do any of those people match that description you just gave me? I mean, I wasn't being this fucking harsh, but I was like, look at that picture. Is there anyone, is any of those pictures match that description? And they're like, no, I'm like, those are all the people that live here. So I don't know what happened. (sighs) So again, fired up as fuck for no reason. Cause again, my buddies ran through the fucking backyard this time. At least they didn't ran through my house to dodge another cab. Fuckers, I know, I know who you are. You know who you are. I still love you, though, obviously. Um, but again, just your fucking adrenal, your adrenaline is just like like firing on all cylinders. And um, again, you know, I guess it's like all those stories and all the bad things you hear about police officers and stuff, or like, you know, like don't get me wrong, like you know i was smoke, i was smoking weed in university and stuff and um you know especially like before i went to bed like it wasn't a regular thing but you know before going to sleep whatever in the summer no school fucking getting after it and um obviously since i was sleeping the place probably smelled a little bit like weed and the two the two officers that were looking at the, around the house were like why are these doors locked i'm like well my buddies don't live here right now and they're like is it cuz it smells like weed and the other officer were like kind of like nudged nudged the one that said that and was like shh it was very fucking weird and it was like i don't know if it was because i was letting them in I don't know if she thought we had a fucking grow up in the house or something. Like, there's no lights. It doesn't dank. It smells like smoke. It doesn't smell like fucking I'm growing weed. Like, I guess that was a distinct possibility. But just like the way that the one officer was like, yo, shut the fuck up, basically. It was really interesting. Maybe because they kind of knew that they were half, half fucked up. Like, they half like messed up a little bit and were like... This guy's like letting us in and like now we're going to fucking grill him about weed. So anyway, and funny enough, when I did get when I did get uh, the officer that showed up because I called the police telling them I got robbed. The, the police officer that showed up used to be a, a Western O-lineman. He used to play a, a Western line. He was a fucking beauty. Great guy. Um, Shout out officer. Whatever. I can't remember your last name, but <laughs> um, I got your card somewhere. And um, you know, again, it was it was a strange circumstance, but you just get fired up, and I and I felt that same shit tonight. Um, even though I did nothing wrong, uh, you know, just that in the back of your head. Like I said, uh, you know, it's not like I'm a, a I'm a hundred percent goody two shoes, but I don't have I haven't done anything uh, like illegal that I should be worried about speaking to police officers, right? You know, we just had J- Jeremy Che on last week. Fucking guys, absolute beauty. And he's a cop and, you know, this whole all cop all cop, cops are bastards fucking movement is, is insane. No one is all anything. No group of people are all anything and these blanket statements are wild and defunding the police is fucking insane and all this shit. And I know that there's people out there that have been fucked with and personally I've been kind of fucked with from time to time but nothing egregious but there's people out there and friends of mine that have been fucked with by by police and that's not right and that shouldn't continue but to say that anyone is is all anything and to make bl- blank blank statements like that doesn't make any sense and um yeah again you know I wanted to come on here and do a little little sober October update you know I I wanted to be doing something every day And I'm doing something every day But it's not enough yet for me I, I you know Fucking, it's almost halfway through the month now But, Jesus Christ I, I still want to stick to it And I love And I, I've been feeling great Getting back into more of a routine And pushing myself I've been doing these uh, High intensity interval interval workouts And they've been kicking my ass And it's been great I've been doing them with no shoes on either And I think that's really strengthening The, the muscles in my feet Which I'm really interested in Because, um uh, one of the, one of the guys I used to hang out with, he was a, he was a, he was a good friend with the lead singer in the band I was in. Shout out John Wigmore. Shout out brother. Shout out Alexanian, Car- Alexanian Carpets. Um, but, uh, he always used to talk to me cause, you know, cause he knew I, I was in kinesiology. He used to talk to me about shoes and feet and like all that technology that's in shoes is kind of fucking up our feet. And I totally agreed with him. I mean, you know our foot is really used to the shoe now and he was kind of saying we shouldn't be wearing any type of fucking uh, comfort like thick soled shoe I don't know if he was going more towards like that barefoot style or like the five the, the like the finger sh- style like the toe shoe Um but I think it was all about like no padding and you know again the way the shoe has like since we were little kids we all fucking been wearing shoes and it's kind of deformed our feet some more than others especially women wearing like a lot of pointy high-heeled shoes just jamming your foot fucking playing basketball jamming your foot just like all types of sports like my feet are fucked up for many a reason but i'm sure the i'm sure my footwear hasn't helped um, luckily I think at the end of the day though, I have a I have a really high arch in my foot. So my foot is, is thick essentially. So I have to wear bigger shoes than I think, like I probably have a size 14 foot, good size foot, not huge, but I always wear a size 15 shoes, shoes. Cause I usually get away with a size 14 boot. So luckily not a lot of my shoes. I was really jamming my toes into the end, thankfully. So my toes aren't too bunched but again your toe your toes should kind of splay out like a little bit like your hands obviously your toes aren't fucking as long as your fingers unless you're someone unless you're this one guy i used to play play with yo shut up brother again i'm fucking redacting a lot of information from this podcast i feel again i don't know maybe it's this whole endeavor with the cops right now i just feel like i don't want to be spreading any fucking rumors but um again your your feet should kind of be splayed out a little bit the natural foot and if you look at some native tribes where they don't wear shoes at all their feet are fucking wide and strong and they have a pad on the bottom of it that's thick like leather like fucking hobbit feet and um so anyway uh working out without the shoes i i kind of had like kind of sore feet and I feel like, again, because I haven't really done much, A, and B, you know, doing it with no shoes on, I've rarely done that. I think I got these Metcons, these Nike Metcons that are a little bit more like they don't have a lot of padding in them. So when I was working out with, uh, with, da- with Darren Brooks, shout out Darren Brooks. He's going to be coming on the podcast soon. He's going on some sweet fucking retreats. And I want to talk to him after. I think he's going on another silent retreat, so we're going to be the first to talk to him when he comes back. I don't know, but at least the first on a podcast. Um, and again, you know, I think strengthening your foot feet are really important. And you know, that's kind of a part of this this whole sober sober October. And um, you know, I still feel I I want to I want to make you want to make everyone proud. I want to make all your listeners proud. I want to. I want y'all to to come along with me and and join me in in the journey too and do do a little something too because the the month is not done. And I haven't done a fucking yoga class yet, so I'm so sorry, Katie. I'm coming, Katie uh, McClellan at uh, at De La Sola Studio. She's great. She does great classes. There's lots of classes. There's in person. They Zoom. They do all kinds of stuff. You can check them out um, at uh, at the at um, dillasoul.yoga.com again just google Google them check them out probably got the fucking website wrong to be honest but i just love them and i just want to shout them out shout out my buddy john harley too who's who's got who's getting his yoga certification too and he's going to be doing classes um so go check him out but again you know i want to i I said this again. And I'll say it from the beginning. You know, I'm doing this podcast because it's fun. I love doing it, but it keeps me fucking honest. And right now, I'm not being, I, I, I'm not living up to that a- enough. You know, but if you if you do want to participate, you know, make sure you hit us up. Check out our Instagram. Make some comments. Make some comments on the YouTube video. But uh, check out our highlights, um, our story highlights. I got all of our um, sober October. There's some cool quotes there from uh, the Wim Hof page. I'm really highlighting Wim Hof stuff because he's got some unbelievable quotes. And and I'm doing his breathing techniques on the days that I'm doing i uh, um, I'm doing meditation for the day too. So I'm loving it. It's awesome. I want to do his uh, his cold shower challenge as well, but. Um, his is for I think tw- I think it's twenty days. It might be twenty days straight. But anyway, um, uh, I want to try that. And again, you know, I love you guys, and I just wanted to let you know how things were going. I know things kind of got a little bit off the rails today because of the circumstances, and I'm fucking fired up. But anyway, it's gonna get me through all the editing and all the fun stuff tonight. And I and again, I love doing this stuff. I love the routine. I loved having this to go. I love everyone, all, everyone that's listening. Again, welcome all the new listeners. You know, um, I, I I really enjoyed having Jeremy on last week. It was great to have a guest again and just fucking shoot the shit. It was the longest podcast we've done up to date too, which was so much fun. And, um, you know, again, I'm going to keep everyone up to date. Go check our Instagram and follow along in the Sober October journey. Uh, again, you know, leave any comments. Please rate the podcast if you can. I love everybody. Check us out on the po- uh, at the patreon.com slash the Big Mark podcast if you want to support the podcast. And again, you know, go out there. Live your sober October the best way you can. Doesn't necessarily have to be free of anything. It can be full of everything. But again, treat your body right the way it wants to be treated. Love yourself. Love everyone around you. And keep shining that light. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. Peace.